0: Inflation surges. A UK report shows that the boosters are effective on Omicron. We have the DOJ digging into and probing short sellers. Tesla halting Model S and Model X orders from outside North America. AMC slumping on insiders selling. And Dan Niles making a big time market correction call for 2022. Meanwhile, we go over the week's biggest headlines. This is the Running With The Money Weekly Recap. Let's get into it. Back and welcome to the Running with the Money weekly recap, powered by Pound on the Table. Either way, we have to get into this data right away. But before we get into the big headline CPI data, I want to get into how the market performed today. Now, how did the market finish at the close? Well, we actually had all the three core indexes moving to the upside. In fact, the Dow Jones ended the day up 216 points, Nasdaq up 113, and the S P 500 up 44. Meanwhile, the sectors leading the way: the top three sectors of the day consumer defensive in the number one spot technology right behind it and energy coming in third meanwhile the rest of the sectors lagging the two sectors in the red today communication services and healthcare. now shifting into this cpi data we have to get into it because let's be honest this was the only thing people were looking forward to today they want to know what in the world is going on with inflation well they got their data inflation accelerated at its fastest pace Since 1982, can you believe that? According to the Labor Department this morning. Now, that consumer price index rose 0.8% for the month of November and 6.8% year over year. That's the fastest rate of increase we have seen since June of 1982 in the CPI. Now, we are not just going to take a look at this headline number when it comes to CPI. Because you also want to take a look at the core CPI, which excludes food and energy prices And that increased 0.5% for the month and 4.9% from a year ago. And that's the sharpest pickup in that core CPI that we have seen since 1991. Now, this was ahead of the estimates. So you take a look and the Dow Jones was estimating a 6.7% annual gain for that headline CPI number and a 4.9% year over year gain. For that core CPI metric, what did we get? We got that core CPI coming in line, and then we have this headline CPI number coming in over the expectation. So overall, inflation running a little hotter than the estimate, but really digging into these numbers, what was leading this inflation surge? Well, energy prices have risen 33.3% since November of 2020. That's right, you heard me correctly, 33.3% since November of 2020, That's a 3.5% surge in November alone. You take a look at gasoline prices and those surging 58.1% year over year. Holy Toledo. And we also had food prices jumping 6.1% year over year. So in short, what did we see? We saw those food and energy components actually increase at the fastest rate or fastest pace in 12 months that we have seen in 13 years. People... This whole inflation narrative, no, 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 it is not transitory. It is most definitely an inflation issue that the Fed is going to have to deal with. And this CPI report goes to show it. That's why everyone was worried about it. Now, digging in to these COVID headlines we are also getting today, and guess what? We have this study out of the UK showing that the COVID vaccine boosters do indeed improve your protection against Omicron by as much as 75%. So that is definitely a very good news. That's good news coming out of AstraZeneca and Pfizer in the BioNTech vaccine. This is all good stuff because if this booster truly does lift the protection against this Omicron variant by 70 to 75% Guess what? We're in business. This Omicron variant is not as big of a deal as the market initially expected. In fact, we did get commentary on a Mary Ramsey, head of immunization at the UK Health Security Agency. She goes on to say, quote, these early estimates should be treated with caution, but they indicate that a few months after the second jab, there is a greater risk of catching the Omicron variant. So in essence, if you get a third booster shot, you're going to be 70 to 75% more protected than if you didn't get it from this Omicron variant. This is very good news. And really what it does is I think this will put the market a little at ease when it comes to these COVID-19 headlines and moreover, people at ease, especially those who get this third booster shot. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had some sizable ones. And of course, everyone's still talking about Apple because this stock has been relentless over the past few months. Morgan Stanley reiterating Apple, As overweight, going on to say, "quote, given our confidence in the launch timing and market potential, we believe now is the time to start incorporating valuation optionality for AR and VR glasses." So, over the past few days, we have been seeing more and more upgrades on. Apple given this AR and VR glasses rumor and basically the company um, hinting at and saying that they are going to in 2022 be releasing an AR VR glasses uh, product and people are getting excited about that because as we all know this whole metaverse theme has been running wild and Morgan Stanley reiterating Apple on that upcoming release now Deutsche Bank upgraded Oracle to buy from hold today going on to say quote we are upgrading Oracle shares to buy from hold following what we see as confirmatory 2Q results and multiple indicators of further acceleration ahead. In our recent initiation, Oracle Follow the Money, we positioned the company's aggressive capital allocation was either a reliable forward indicator or one of the excess optimisms, and we see 2Q plus guidance strongly evidencing the former. So in essence, Deutsche Bank saying here that they like Oracle given the most recent second quarter earnings that they just reported and they are therefore upgrading the name to buy from hold. We also had Troost reiterating Chipotle as a buy going on to say, quote, the price increase should boost margins but may also suggest that chipotle expects elevated cost to be more permanent than it did previously so we've had chipotle over the past few months increasing their prices of their food and offerings and really what the company has been saying is it is mostly inflation and as we just talked about in the latest cpi report yeah food has increased significantly so we have cmg raising those prices but truce liking it saying that in essence chipotle has some pricing power here and they like the boost to margins and therefore we like chipotle we also had need him reiterating Roku is by going on to say quote although we are disappointed with the valuation compression of ad driven business models in 2021 we are positive regarding Roku's fundamental outlook in 2022 so in essence I' here saying that look uh, the whole entire sector that Roku is within this basically digital ad space this ad driven business model space those compression uh, those valuations have been compressed throughout 2021 and we believe that these valuations are going to come back to where they were, some more elevated levels in 2022, and therefore we like the fundamental outlook when it comes to Roku. Now, shifting in the credit, Seuss downgrading Peloton to neutral from outperform hmm so a downgrade on the bike with an ipad company something to note either way consumers appear fixated on reopening themes and purchases with an unclear timeline for normalization over the next year we think these factors increase the likelihood of a no to low growth forward 2022 wow so credit suits in essence downgrading peloton here saying look this company probably isn't going to see any significant growth in 2022 as more and more people decide to go back to the gym and stop buying this pretty expensive product that peloton offers and then we also had cohen naming applied materials a top pick for 2022 going on to say quote applied materials is our top pick for 2022 as we see continued wafer fabrication equipment growth from new capacity the announcements, national importance of semiconductors and technology inflections driving relative outperformance in 2022. The valuation is attractive relative to peers. So Cohen liking applied materials here on expected outperformance within their semiconductor um, business and also evaluation that is quite attractive and then our final analyst call today was Goldman Sachs reiterating Costco as a buy Goldman Sachs goes on to say quote after solid first quarter results we continue to have confidence in Costco's value proposition resonating with customers while the company's scale enables it to manage current inflationary pressure and supply chain challenges key takeaways from the call include one membership strength continues to Increasing capex to support growth. And three, inflation tracks higher. Goldman Sachs liking Costco, reiterating it as a buy, liking what they see on a fundamental basis, liking the fact that the company can handle these inflationary pressures quite easily. Some interesting stuff out of Goldman Sachs on Costco. Definitely a name to take a look at. Now shifting into this headline out of the DOJ. And boy, has the DOJ and SEC been busy over the past week. And we're going to get into those other headlines when we go over the week's biggest headlines here in a minute. But Today, a report out of Bloomberg saying that the DOJ, the U.S. Justice Department, is launching or has launched a very expansive criminal investigation into short-selling from research firms and hedge funds. Ouch. Now, what are they looking into here? They are looking into the relationships um, and basically hunting for signs that they improperly, quote, coordinated trades or broke other laws to profit, according to Bloomberg. So... The DOJ is looking for corruption here. They're looking for these hedge funds and these research firms working together in essence to pump a stock up, drop a short report, and then basically pull the rug out from under that stock and create a huge profitable drop for these short sellers. Some interesting stuff there. Unquote. Federal investigators are examining trading in at least several dozen stocks, including well-known short targets such as Luckin Coffee, Bank of California, Malibu, telecrondic plc in gsx Tech do. So, some interesting names there, some interesting short selling names. Either way, you want to note this because we have been seeing more and more of these short seller reports, at least throughout the past year, I would say. I've seen a lot more of them over the, the past year. And now we have the DOJ digging into how these hedge funds and basically research firms are working together and if they're breaking any laws by working together to uh, create huge drops in these names. But it is important to note that these investigations are. Are ongoing, and all this reporting is according to sources that Bloomberg is working with. This was all Bloomberg reporting on this story. Now, we did get a headline also today. Out of Tesla, Tesla halting Model S and Model X orders from outside of North America. They sent an email to customers outside North America going on to say, quote, in order to expedite the delivery of existing orders, including your Model X order as much as possible. We are currently no longer accepting new orders for the Model S and Model X from outside markets of North America. So in essence, what we have going on here is Tesla saying, look, we have this big backlog. We've had this backlog, not only within the United States and North America, but also outside of North America. And therefore, what we are doing is we are putting order, uh, new orders on hold because we need to catch up and we need to get these orders out and then we'll start taking new orders. And this all comes on, as we have been seeing more and more headlines coming in a Tesla that they have a major backlog when it comes to these orders they have a lot of orders piling up not only in North America but from outside of North America they've had big time delays when it comes to production especially outside North America that has harmed the uh, not not only production but also delivery of these vehicles most obviously and therefore we now have Tesla halting Model S and Model X orders from outside North America now the company did note that they expect deliveries outside of North America the start or resume in the second half of 2022. So some important notes coming out of Tesla here. This headline was not a big one, not really being reported on by any of the larger um, media outlets, but we did have smaller media outlets reporting on this news out of Tesla. And then we also had AMC Entertainment today, falling nearly 9% at one point. And what is it falling on? Of course, this insider selling from not only their CEO, Adam Aaron, who sold another $9.65 million in AMC stock. He says it's part of his estate planning. Now to give him credit, he did actually tell AMC investors that he was going to do this, but either way, he still did it. He sold 312,500 shares on Tuesday at an average price of $30.86 per share. And that is according to a regulatory filing that we got on Thursday. So some interesting stuff when it comes to Adam Aaron selling his shares in AMC, but not only was it Adam Aaron, it was also um, their chief financial officer, CFO, Sean Goodman. He sold all of his shares, 18,316 shares, for $565,000, and that that was according to a second SEC filing, so some interesting stuff there as well. Now, it is important to note that both of these men have shares they cannot sell because they're locked in. Basically, there's these shares that they can get or be awarded um, on a performance basis. So if there are outperformances and those outperformance targets are meant, or those performance targets are meant, um, the CEO typically and CFOs are typically awarded um, shares or some sort of compensation. And in this case, we have Adam Aaron holding 96,000 shares, excluding 2.9 million issuable shares in the future, based on performance targets and then also the CFO has around 293,000 of those rewardable shares based on performance targets that is important to know but those are these men uh, selling out big time when it comes to AMC stock hmm maybe they expect the stock to drop but they just aren't saying that who knows either way shifting into this last headline of the day um, but it was a big one uh, no one was really paying attention to it but this was Dan Niles basically saying that look he he thinks the S&P 500 is going to have possibly a greater than 20% drop next year in 2022 he went on to say in a CNBC interview I firmly believe we see a 20% correction next year just as these multiples get back into line and it could be much greater than that depending on what happens with profit margins at companies when I ask about the CPI print he went on to say that today's CPI print quote removes any ability of the Fed to take this slow so in essence there he is saying this morning's CPI print makes it very difficult for the Fed to taper slowly and that they're going to need to speed up their tapering process. He also went on to say, quote, they are going to have to taper more quickly than people anticipate. And I've been saying for a while that there's going to be multiple rate hikes in this upcoming year. So in a reference to the Fed, Dan Niles saying that they're going to have to raise rates multiple times in 2022 to counteract this inflation and that there are going to be major pullbacks in this market given this quicker taper and rate hikes on the back of this inflation surge. Something to note out of a big-time investor, Dan Niles, who is Satori Fund's founder and senior portfolio manager. He said that this morning in a CNBC interview. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the week on Monday... I did note just a few minutes ago that the SEC has been busy. Well, on Monday, the SEC opened investigations or announced investigations against Lucid and Tesla. Holy smoke. So, it came to be, the light was shed on these investigations, that the SEC was investigating Lucid and Tesla. And then, the same day on Monday, guess what? Then, the SEC announces that they're going after this Trump spec or the Trump-related SPAC, I should say, was also... Under investigation here So some crazy stuff Coming out of the SEC Definitely If you are in Any of these names You're going to want To dig into it That Digital World Acquisition Corp Is that Trump related spec, You know that spec That is supposed to be Merging with this new Trump Media and Technology Group That one Not only under investigation or being looked into By the SEC But also FINRA Not great stuff there And then the SEC Digging into Lucid and Tesla That all came on Monday And then on Tuesday We had this labor press productivity rate falling. Uh, the fastest rate, the lowest number we have seen, or the fastest rate um, in more than 60 years this labor productivity fell by. Isn't that crazy? In fact, you take a look on, quote, according to CNBC, a measure of output versus energy, non-farm business sector productivity declined 5.2% from the previous three month period, and that was worse than the estimate out of Dow Jones of 5%. So we saw that labor productivity rate falling to record lows on Tuesday, and then we had announcing also on Tuesday that they were taking their self-driving unit Mobileye public in 2022. Now they purchased Mobileye in 2017 for $15.3 billion. Can you believe that? $15.3 billion. And now is probably going to IPO to value, according to experts and Intel, around $50 billion. Not a bad ROI on that one. Intel sourcing, in essence, that the IPO of Mobileye will add value to Intel shareholders. And then we also had Memecast agreeing to a Permia Takeover or Memecast agreeing to an acquisition by Permia for $5.8 billion. That was also announced, and that is a cybersecurity company on Tuesday. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines on Wednesday, we had Roku and Google striking a deal that set Roku higher, and this deal was, in essence, to keep YouTube and YouTube TV on the Roku platform. Also on Wednesday, we saw Congress agreeing or starting or basically reaching a deal that they are going to act on to raise the debt ceiling. It's a very complicated deal, but they reached a deal to raise this debt ceiling that they are currently working on. And then we also had Visa launching a crypto advisory unit on Wednesday as well. A big time note out of Visa when it comes to this more cryptocurrency adoption. You know, the more cryptocurrency adoption you see by these mega companies, the better, especially these financial companies. And then on Thursday, yesterday, we had weekly jobless claims. Those claims totaling 184,000 for the week of December 4th. And that's the lowest level we have seen since September 6th of 1969. So a very good number there. Also yesterday or Thursday, we had Ford stopping reservations for the F-150 Lightning because guess what? They're simply got too many orders. In fact, they have 200,000 orders for the F-150 Lightning. Some crazy stuff there. And that's probably why you see Ford moving to the upside today. We also saw Oracle beating expectations for those second quarter earnings results. Earnings of $1.21 per share versus $1.11 expected and revenue of $10.36 billion compared to $10.21 billion. Go give yesterday's briefing a listen for much more details on those Oracle earnings. And then also at the back end of yesterday, we had the SEC pushing for tougher SPAC regulation, noting that they will be looking into um, the marketing practice and disclosure requirements as well as liability obligations for these SPACs going forward. So as I said, the SEC has been busy, very busy, in fact, throughout this week launching a bevy of investigations or at least those investigations coming light and uh, bringing up new regulation for these specs. Either way, that is the Running With The Money weekly recap. We will be back, of course, on Monday to go over the biggest headlines of the day and of the week. In the meantime, Eastley Profit, trade on. And by the way, go get my boys. Over at Pond on the Table, listen, my fellow team members, you can listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to give the Running With The Money team and me a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Running With The Money or on Twitter at Luke Donate. Easily Profit Trade On, and I will see you Monday.